Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am, of course, your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, we're taking a little bit of a different side trip. And when I say side trip, there's a reason for that, because our Pack Your Bag series is about reminding us all that travel is an integral part of how we become a part of the world in a greater sense. And my guest today not only knows this because he does this for a living, but he's felt the pain even more deeply than some of us who just want to travel because this was his livelihood prior to a pandemic and will be again. And uh, so we're gonna talk not only about his business, but how he has actually spent the last year in a pandemic, kind of uh, working with his company to you know, try some new things. But Manny Dias is an international tour leader from the UK. And when he's not locked down in a pandemic, he likes to take small groups of very adventurous travelers. That doesn't mean you have to be overly adventurous. I think he's got something for some everyone, but those who really want to go off the beaten track and they want to go to unique places around Eastern Europe, the UK, and, and some other places that we're going to talk about. He also then began to host his own podcast called the Travel Bubble Podcast, where each week he speaks with travel industry professionals, globetrotters, and other adventurers like him about what countries they would include in their travel bubble. So he's, you know, really reaching into all of us who are so eager to begin traveling again. And just uh, just so you know, I listened to several of his episodes. Not only are they great in terms of some really unique places, but he has great notes in his show notes about what things, everything from, you know, what people said to eat to what kind of things that you need to pick up to bring home as your souvenir. And the last thing I want to tell you is that in his free time, I don't know how he's doing this, but he can be found running ultra marathons or out on long hikes, which means he's, you know, probably clinically insane, but Maddie, <laughs> I are very, very much more dedicated than, than I am. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to meet you and speak to you. Absolutely. And it's, I love that you decided to take this time when people weren't traveling and your business, you know, like mine from a speaking perspective went to a screeching halt. Um, so you have to figure out what else are you going to do with your time, but really tapping into people's love of travel and starting to dream and wish is so perfect for this series. But, you know, thinking outside of pandemic, tell us a little bit about your business and what kind of, what got you into doing this and taking small groups on some really unique kind of tours? Yeah, well, I've lived all over the world now for about eight years. So I, I trained as a journalist and then I got into the world of PR and I was working in the office and suddenly I just wanted to like quit and escape. So <laughs> I got a job uh, teaching English in Bangkok and it was meant to be like a year out to go and do that, get it out of my system. And then that year turned into uh, two years, then three years. And then I moved to Spain, then I moved to Haiti, then I moved to Slovakia. So wow. I wanted to go and see the world and I wanted to experience all these different places. And I was always working in 
not in the travel industry, working in different, uh, I was teaching English basically to afford me to see the world in different positions, mm -hmm. but to, I always wanted to get into the uh, travel industry. And I noticed a company called uh, Intrepid Travel were hiring tour guides. And I was living in Slovakia at the time. And I love Slovakia. I'm very passionate about Slovakia. And I thought, well, I could guide people around Slovakia, especially if it's hiking and walking. I can take them around the mountains. So I applied, not expecting to get a job, but hoping that I'd get a job. And then I, I got hired. And then I ended up taking uh, groups where I thought it was going to be Slovakia. I ended up working in Moldova, the Ukraine, Bulgaria, wow. Romania, Hungary, I, in, in Eastern Europe and all these exciting places. And some of the places I was guiding, I'd, I'd never been to myself. So wow. not only was I taking people their first time, it was also my first time. I was getting to experience it as well. So I just, lo I, I love traveling and seeing the world. And, and this job for me is the best in the world for doing that. Wow. How did you, uh, I just have to know if you were taking people for the first time and it's your first time, how did you navigate that? I mean, we're, I'm assuming maybe some of those backend things were already set up because it was a travel company, but I mean, you still had to learn history and, you know, learn the landscape and learn a little bit about the people. That's a lot to do when you've never been there before. Yeah. I think it's a bit of natural curiosity mm. and a lot of research and thinking on your feet. You need you want to be well versed in like you said like history geography culture so you do read a lot of books do a lot of research speak to people from that country if you can and just be ready to think on your feet and, <laughs> and wing it basically <laughs> i love it um a couple of years ago um, my husband and I traveled to uh, Peru and he had a business trip, but I'd always wanted to go to Machu Picchu. So we ended up because of another person who was traveling with us. Um, we ended up with, a, you know, a very nicely organized tour just for the three of us to go through, you know, Machu Picchu and some of those other areas. And what I, what I found was he, our tour guide, who is now a very good friend of ours. It was really fun because it was like, he knew, okay, there's certain people that want to have one experience. You know, they want to have a fancy experience. They want to eat at the best restaurants. They want to, you know, be pampered, which we love too. Don't get me wrong. And we had a lot of that on this, but then he found that we were saying, you know, we wanted to know other things like where should we really go to see, you know, a real, I don't want to just see what the tourists see. I want to see some other things. And one of the places that still stands out to me is we were outside of uh, Cusco and um, and it, it was one of the days they were trying to get us acclimated to the, um, to the altitude before we went to Machu Picchu. And, um, and we went up on this hill and it, you know, it was a ruin in and of itself, but the community still uses it. And there were all these piles of potatoes. And I'm like, why are there piles of potatoes on this mountaintop, you know, outside the Andes? And it's because the community there, that's how they freeze dry their, their potatoes. Oh, okay. for the winter and some of them leave them whole and some of them come and they stomp on them with their shoes until they break apart and it was it was like one of those experiences where you think oh my god I would have never known this if I was just in the tour bus or if I was just doing the regular thing it was so phenomenal to see something that really um, proved you know life outside of the you know perfection world the Instagram travel world no absolutely like you want to go and see those off the beaten track places and go down those back alleys. Yes. I When I was living in Bangkok, you mentioned earlier that I like running. So I used to do running tours of Bangkok 
And Bangkok is one of those places where people are scared to go and run in the streets yes. or even like go walk on the streets. So I used to take them down the back alleys and go and see places where like it was really off the beaten track and yeah. places where they would never have gone in a million years if they were on their own. But thanks to like me, thanks to running and guiding, they go and see a different side of Bangkok, which was yeah. great to show them. I agree. I actually, as you were talking about that, I was laughing because I got to go to Bangkok a few years ago also for business for a client of mine. And two things, I was terrified of the, of the roads because just the scooters alone, it, it was more terrifying than Italy. But I was driving in a, a tuk-tuk. I was riding in a tuk-tuk and there was a car, we were parked at a light and there was a car and on the back of their car, like on their trunk was a cockroach about this big, like a foot long. And I just kept watching it crawl on their, their, their thing. And I'm like, if that thing flies in my face, I am jumping out of this tuk-tuk and probably going to get killed on these roads. <laughs> just to avoid the cockroach. But you never would have experienced that <laughs> had I not been there. <laughs> I love it. So then, um, so when, when things start, you know, happening again and the world starts turning again, you know, when you start taking people on adventures again, what's, from your perspective, when you take people on these adventures, what what makes you, when, when you drop them off and it's all over, what makes you say, gosh, that was a great trip. I'm so glad those people came. I'm so glad that they experienced it. What kind of things do you see in the people that you take on these kind of adventures? Well, um, I usually take small groups, so groups of around 10 to 12 people. Mm -hmm. um, and of all ages, really. So uh, the youngest uh, on my tour was about 19 and then the oldest was late 70s so there's a real the real mix in the groups um but it sounds a bit cliche but the groups really really make it so mm. these places that we're going they speak for themselves um they're beautiful they're like, amazing like um especially in eastern europe people have like misconceptions about eastern europe and when they actually go there they they've love with the beauty and the history of, of these places mm -hmm. but um the the groups really make it for me i think if you're going to go on a group tour you have to be of a certain mindset you have to be quite open because you're yeah. you're, you're you know you're going to be in in the company of of people for um amount, a certain amount of time it could be up to like three or four weeks so you've got to be open and receptive to that so if you've got a group that are particularly open and they like saying yes like then it makes my job so much easier mm -hmm. there's a lot of free times on my uh, free time on my trips um purposely because like okay we travel together we go and do things together but also okay well tuesday evening is free here's a nice restaurant to go to here's a not so nice restaurant that i'd go to if i were you here's a nice <laughs> bar to go to or i'll say i'm going to this place if you want to come come with me i'll meet you here at this time and those groups that say oh yeah i'll come to that i'll come mm -hmm. what time where we're going to do and i end up having a great time we have a good night so it's about being open and about saying yes if my, if my group says that then i know that it's been a good trip mm -hmm. and i've been i've been very lucky really because i've 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 kept in touch with about 80 percent of the people on who i've i've been on i've taken on tours and I was recently in Australia. I got stuck there during the um, pandemic. 
and I was like couch surfing on different people's couches and like <laughs> spare rooms of people that I've met that I've taken on the trips because again they're open and nice and they were more than happy for, for me to come and uh, have a spare room of theirs for a night or two. That is great. I love it. You're like, uh, I'm stuck here. There's only so many places I can go. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's, and I agree. I think two things. Number one, I think the more that you say yes, the more the richer the experience will be for you, the more long lasting. But I also think, you know, you kind of, you alluded to it, you know, people may have misperception, misconceptions about lots of places in the world. And, um, and once you get there, you find out that no matter how many things are different, there's so many more things about us that are the same. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, we create a smaller world when we go out farther away from our homes because we are challenged, we're, you know, we're tested, but we're also, we come face to face with the fact that most people are just like us. They just might live in a different place, eat different food, have different skin color, speak a different language, but we all want the same things in the world. You know, we want to be happy. We want to live a rich and full life. We want to love the people, you know, in our lives. And and that's to me when we really start to grow beyond ourselves. Yeah. I think that's one of the most important things about travel. And one of my biggest takeaways is that people are the same. I, no matter where you go, where you live, um, what you experience, ultimately people are the same. They, they want, they want to get by. They want to, survive and and have it enjoy their life and you see that wherever you go and if you can take that away from like um if that's one of your takeaways from travel and i think you you're traveling well you're traveling in the right mindset i agree i agree well we're going to take a quick break here from our sponsor and then we're going to come back and talk about a very unique per- place to visit that might not everybody uh, might not know about Solopreneurs and small businesses often struggle to create effective digital marketing programs. It's hard to know where to start, what to prioritize, how to sift through confusing information and solutions that seem too good to be true. Agencies and full-time marketing employees are also expensive. And Marketing You is a modern marketing course with all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your business without that extra set of hands or high overhead costs. At And Marketing You, you will learn exactly what you need to do to execute a concrete marketing strategy by dedicating just two to four hours per week. And Marketing You will help you to execute strategy, messaging, content marketing, SEO, social media, paid digital advertising, and more. You'll have access to on-demand resources, live courses, group coaching sessions, community forums, and networking, plus the exact templates and tools you need for success. I took this course myself, and one of the greatest benefits we gained was learning to develop a competitive strategy that aligned our social media playbook and website to generate highly qualified leads. For all the tools, education, and accountability you need to grow your small business at a fraction of the cost of hiring a traditional agency or additional employee, go to www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. Again, that's www.and-marketing.com forward slash you. And use the code SHOCK to receive 10% off of any program. 
And we are back with Matt, Maddie Dias. And I know that uh, I asked you before we started taping, like, where would you suggest that people go? Because my whole goal is to start getting us thinking about places that are unique or that are different, that unleash our creativity or our joy of the world. And you told me about a place that I had never heard about. So I can't wait for you to share more about it with us. Yeah, well, the place that I love shouting about and I'd recommend people to go to, and if they can go and look it up uh, after they've listened to this podcast, it's called Transnistria. And it's a country that doesn't actually exist. It's unrecognized by the UN. Um, it is recognized by a few countries, but the countries that do recognize it are also unrecognized. <laughs> <laughs> so it's in this like small group of countries that don't exist. But it's actually in, it's in Moldova. Okay. Um, officially, and it but it's also on the border of Ukraine. Um, but it's um it has its own government, it has its own parliament, its own military, its own police, its own currency. It's got plastic plastic coins, and it's fascinating, Definitely. and it's quite a scary experience entering Transnistria. Like lots of military, you can't take any photos when you're in there. There's certain places where you can't take photos. You have, but one of the things, going back to what we said earlier, you realise that people, you're, you're expecting, oh, it's going to be scary. It's going to, I'm going into this, like the black market of Europe. But <laughs> you realise that pe people live there and they're just going about their day-to-day -day lives and right. like, I'm just trying to trying to survive. And like, but on the outset, it, it seems scary. And, and it, it is a fascinating place when once you get in there. I, I love it. And I, I will... I'll be taking more people to Transnistria because I'm, it's one of my one of my favorite places and it has this sense of mystery and sense of intrigue as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's fascinating. It really is. Well, and I think that that it's it's um, it's interesting when you go with somebody who has been somewhere. I mean, I love the fact that you're like a lot of times I was going the first time. So you might have felt that same way when you went there the very first time. But now you love it and you want to go back and continue to experience um, when we when we get those opportunities to go to really unique places and you have somebody that you trust because they've been there before and they know how it works and they can explain, look, you might be a little uncomfortable when we get through. And yes, there's places don't take pictures, but don't worry, I'll guide you through that. And, you know, and we'll, we'll get there together. In fact, before I went to Singapore, I still thought that you'd get beaten with a cane if you, you know, uh, spit uh, gum on the ground. So I made sure that there was no gum in my backpacks, no gum anywhere. I didn't, I wasn't, I never, I never spit gum on the ground anyway, but yeah. I thought, what if I'm laughing and chewing gum and it falls out? Of my mouth you know <laughs> yeah. and then you you get there and you meet people and you're like okay well really it's just designed to make sure we keep the streets clean we're not going to beat you with a bamboo stick but you know we don't always know all those things but going with somebody who's been there and and has done it um must be a great relief especially if you know that you're getting to go someplace that very few people do go because they don't know about it it might be a little intimidating it's not comfortable you know those things really stretch people yeah and i think that's where um, the likes of myself or the tour companies and the travel companies, they come into their own. So when you go to a new place, maybe you've never traveled overseas before and you want, you, you want, you don't want the stress and you, there is a certain fear about, Oh, I'm going to this country that doesn't exist. What mm -hmm. happens if I, what happens if I get arrested for doing something accidentally um, exactly. by taking a photo when I shouldn't have, what happens if I need to go to hospital and it just gives you this like safety net and this like stress-free 
worry. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Matty can sort that out. Matty's here. He'll, we'll be okay. And I think that's that's really important about um, uh, about having a guide in these sorts of places. Like, there's nothing I like more than being on an adventure by myself. But sometimes, like you say, if you're going to go to Machu Picchu, if you're going to go to Transnistria, these places you want a guide because um, it's not about taking away your independence. Mm-hmm. It's about um, adding to your experience, like showing you places that you don't know, right. but also keeping you safe as well. So, like, yeah. you might you might be able to go to Transnistria on your own, but are you going to be able to go to the caviar farm that's not advertised, or are you going to get tickets to the party boat that is very looks very intimidating from the outset? You're going to want someone there to hold your hand to get you onto that boat. So, it's like, you know what I mean? It, it gets you into these little places that you wouldn't probably do it on your own. Yes. So uh, I love that. So there is a party boat there. So that's good. And a caviar farm. What What are some other highlights uh, that, uh, you know, that when you see them or when you take people there that they're like, wow, this is amazing. I would have never known about this. Yeah. Well, I think the caviar farm is definitely one of them. Um, you have to get the like the trolley bus to the other side of uh, the city. And then you have to walk about two kilometers. And it looks like you go into an industrial estate. And then you have to stand there and there's guards with guns and you have to just go, just wait, wait. And then eventually someone, will, some, some, some guide will come on a taxi and they'll open up and they'll take you in these back, back of these big warehouses. Then you open up and you see the, um, like the beluga, uh, the, the big like fish. And they are quite incredible. They're, they're like prehistoric. They look yeah. like dinosaurs on earth. And you 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 you're there like walking amongst these big tanks full of thousands of these fish, and you you get to do a bit of a caviar tasting, and I think that's an incredible experience for like a very oh, cheap that. cheap price. And then there's a brandy factory, brandy distillery called Kavint, which you can go to and taste some very affordable uh, brandy cognac, and mm-hmm. then spend the evening on this party boat, which is the cheapest beer you'll ever find in your life. <laughs> with the loudest music you'll ever hear in your life as well, going up and down the, the Nistra uh, River. Like, um, it, it, it's, got, it's got something for everyone. <laughs> I love it. I can see that. I, I really do. I like how it's like cheap caviar, cheap brandy, and then cheap, cheap beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we're getting close to the end, but I also wanted to ask you, t- tell me just a little bit more about Travel Bubble, the podcast. What what prompted you to begin this, you know, because I mean, not everybody wants to do a podcast. It's, it's a lot of work, obviously, but has it filled a need within you? Has it kept, you know, lines with your, uh, you know, with the people that you've worked with over the years, all of them, you know, what, what has it meant to you to start a podcast? Yeah, well, obviously, like you said, we were locked down and I couldn't take the groups out to see the world. Um, but I, I, I love podcasts. I love the medium of podcasts and I've been listening about five or six years and I've always been threatening to start a podcast and I thought (laughs) what better time to go and do it now and I've been so fortunate fortunate to live in all these places and meet some amazing characters and they're not famous like they're not these people aren't famous and I think a lot of a lot of um, the media nowadays you need to be famous or pseudo famous to have a voice but I wanted to like my mate Robbie from South Africa, who lives in Bangkok. I wanted him to tell his story. My mate Ian yeah. from St. Helens, I wanted him to tell his story about all these fascinating people um, who I've met around the world, but all with one thing in common, all with this love of travel. And because I work in the industry, I feel like 
I have a certain authority. I can I can talk about it. By no means I'm not a travel expert, but I'm trying to be better each day. I'll be more mm. of an expert each day. And I thought let's let's get out there, make, have a conversation with all these people who have a story or have an anecdote to tell around traveling. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's going really well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And not only am I I'm speaking to people that I uh, I already know, I'm speaking to people that I've never met before. And that's that's probably the best thing about it, meeting all these people and growing my network and mm-hmm. just hearing and meeting people from different um, different walks of life from myself. So it's fantastic. I love it. I love doing it. But like you say, a lot of work. <laughs> yeah and it's it, it is if you do it right it pays off there's a you know a great benefit to it but and especially for the new people that you meet i agree very much well i know we're going to have all your contact information on our show notes but in case somebody wants to look you up right now because obviously they want to listen to the podcast but next is they can't wait to travel with you and go to some of the great places that you go to what's the best way for them to find you i'd say uh, google matty dias and uh, connect with me on facebook instagram and linkedin I'm always, um, I always want to connect with new people. And if you think you've got interesting travel stories to tell, I get in touch and maybe you could be a guest on Travel Bubble as well. Excellent. Well, Maddie, it's been a pleasure to have you. Before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Well, I'd say the world is a beautiful place and I urge you to go out and see it. But I'm also aware that travel is a luxury. Maybe you can't afford to have that, like, six months off work to go and find yourself in India or maybe you haven't got the money to go and travel business to the Maldives so I'm not all about going overseas and going to these exotic places I think now more than ever it's it's time to like have a look at what's around you and and be grateful there's you can find your own adventure and travel without even driving more than an hour away from you like the weekend I I did a an old pilgrimage route, which was like coast to coast of the UK, which 50 kilometers and it was an hour's drive, but that was an adventure and it was mm-hmm. traveling. And I think I, I just urge your listeners to look about what's around you if they can't afford the luxury and time to go and see the rest of the world. I agree. I absolutely agree. Maddie, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And it has been a pleasure to have you as a guest. Well, thank you for having me. I loved it. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.